Wanna whisper in your ear that you're, that you're good enough I wanna change the way you see you, you're strong enough Say them not know that you got more than meets the eyes And them not see you making stride after stride Let's just face it, queens. Casework does not build dreams, nor do charitable donations. Now, don't get me wrong. Casework is an honorable line of work, and so are charitable donations. If you are a philanthropist, it is very honorable. They require big hearts to do these types of things. You've got to have a heart for people, and those hearts have to be big hearts. And these things need to be done. But have you ever seen a wealthy missionary who built her dreams by giving to the poor? Have you ever seen a caseworker that was paid too much money for her time and now she has so much that she doesn't know what to do with it? Welcome to Queentings. I'm LaShawn Brooks, your friend, because I tell you the truth, and your progress coach because I want to see your life move forward. And I want to see you build a legacy that your children and the people around you can follow into a safe space of wealth building and legacy building for themselves. I've worked with queens that have a seven-figure lifestyle, and I've also coached queens who are starting from scratch without much money to give. I've learned that life is coming at us hard and fast every single day, and as queens, we have marriage stuff to deal with, financial stuff, trauma, employees stuff, which can be a big deal, church stuff, anxieties, health issues, daddy issues, mama issues, and marketing issues all balled up in our hearts. And we need a release. So let's feed your mind, your heart queen. Let's let your heart get free and clear and moving forward so you can authentically express who you are, create wealth, and surround yourself with people that love and support your purpose. So let's get into it. What about uh, teachers? Have you ever seen a teacher that has become wealthy because her school salary was just too overwhelming? She put in years and years, and now they want to pay her so much that she has to go and invest into real estate all around the world to put her money into something. How about principals, the leaders of the education realm. (laughs) Have you ever seen a a principal that has a salary so big that she is going to retire in the south of France? No. (laughs) Wait, like, okay, wait, what about a mom who pours out her entire life to bless her children and she just gets rich simply by doing the day-to-day mom stuff? Listen, if that was a thing, I would be so wealthy right now. I would be chilling with all of this stuff that I do for my kids. I mean, moms, we become plumbers, bus drivers, cheerleaders, cooks, house cleaners. The job of a mom never ends, and it doesn't matter how old your children get. It just, that job never ends. So we've never seen anyone with a big heart who does all the stuff people need them to do become wealthy just by doing what they pour out into the world. I'm gonna say that again. We have never seen anyone with a big heart that does all of the stuff that people need them to do, get wealthy by just what they pour out into the world. Unless they have a side hustle 
or a few side hustles. My family uh, members have big hearts. I mean, ugh. My dad and, and his sisters and my grandparents, everybody has big hearts, right? And uh, oh my gosh, I remember living in the inner cities of Rochester, New York as a kid. One night, uh, my dad drove into the middle of a gang fight. <laughs> and this is when gangs, you know, gangs were getting popular. They were starting to do, um, you know, films on gangs and different things like that. Gangs started getting really big in our city. So my dad, he drives our family car into the middle of a gang fight, gets out of the car and stops the fight. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what was going on. I was so young, but it was the wildest experience. And somehow (laughs) in that instance, they listened. Now this was before, you know, all the gang folks were um, toting guns and all of that. They were just fighting at that time. And my dad stopped this whole fight. He was always doing something heroic. Um, once he stopped a man from beating his wife in the middle of our neighborhood, um, our next door neighbor would call him over because she had a husband, um, unfortunately who passed away, but at the time he was on heroin. And so he would come home and wreak havoc. And the first person people would call, to, you know, be the hero was my dad. Uh, So I come from a home where everyone, um, (laughs) everyone was heroes. Once my dad brought a a homeless person into our home. And of course she lived in my room. We were the household for the rejected, um, which obviously my parents after a while became pastors. And I followed in their footsteps, becoming a pastor, pouring out my life to the masses as well. But in, um, in the line of work, like casework and, uh, work as a teacher and all of these different areas where we are pouring out our our, our hearts every day, um, we start realizing after a while, wait a minute, where's the real retirement fund, you know, where I don't have to live, um, on slim fixings for the rest of my life, or where is the 401k, like where's the wealth building or the financial legacy available in it? That's what I, I just want to ask you that for a second, especially if you are a leader, um, in ministry, where is the financial legacy available in what you do, right? So after you pour out your life, where's the reciprocity? Where's it? Where's the reciprocity? I'm looking for it. And I know some of you have been looking for it. And I know that we've heard many times by now that it is more noble. It is more blessed, empowering to give than to receive. And I believe this with all my heart. But if you are giving, I'm going to say this slow. If you are giving without setting up a receiving account, it's like breathing out, but never breathing back in. So try it right now. Just just try it right now. I want you to blow out all the breath that you have in your lungs and just stop. Don't take anything back in. Go ahead. Go as long as you can without breathing in again. Hold it. Keep holding. Keep holding. I know. (laughs) It's an awful feeling, right? This is what we do to ourselves when we constantly give 
without setting ourselves up to receive. This is life without reciprocity. (laughs) When you are constantly, constantly pouring out and you get nothing in return. Now, when I say reciprocity, I'm talking about receiving on the same level as you're giving. You ready to do the work? I hope so, okay? I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I worth it? Am I worth having a return on what I've given? See, you need, you don't just want these things. You need reciprocity. You need financial reciprocity. If what you trade your time for every single day isn't financially worth the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in, there will always be an imbalance in your life. There will always be an underlying frustration. I know. I hear you, queen. You're telling me it's all right. I'm not frustrated. I'm fulfilled. I don't need the biggest salary. They don't have to give me anything in return. Let's try that in real life again. Blow out all the breath in your lungs and hold it. Don't take in any air at all. Hold it. What's happening? Oh, (laughs) you mean you were made to breathe in and breathe out? You mean it is your original design to just... Breathe out and never take anything back in. Like, I'm confused here because we love to do this. But you know what happens if you live like that? If you keep breathing out and never take anything back in, you know what happens? You die. (laughs) Giving without requiring anything in return is noble. And it may take your saint points up a little. You may increase in your saint queen points. But it doesn't leave a strong financial legacy for your children. It doesn't leave a strong mental legacy either. I found with many of my clients who say things like this, you know, it's more noble to give than receive. As we start to dig deeper, we start to realize that they've given up hope for more somewhere along the line. Somewhere along the line, they have become content frustratingly content with mediocrities and that's unnecessary you don't have to be content with being mediocre or being average but sometimes life has just been so hard it's been such an uphill battle that we don't even have requirements or standards of reciprocity any longer with all of the time that you have put into learning the love languages of all your family members. Who knows yours and fills your love tank up regularly? Just think about it, right? I'm talking about walking with people who care enough to pour back into you. They see what you're doing. They see, they acknowledge that you are putting in the time and the serious work and they acknowledge it and they reciprocate what you're giving. With all the time and the intelligence you shared in your line of work, all the trainings you've attended, all of the education you have student loans for, (laughs) where's your return? 
Where is your return for being the rehabilitation center for your partner or your spouse? Where's the return for carrying all of the things that all of your family members tell you about when they're having problems? Where's the return for all of the years that you put into serving in your spiritual community? I know I'm messing with you right now, but where's the return? If you're not seeing reciprocity financially, relationally, spiritually, physically, what are you doing, superwoman? It's time to stop telling yourself how happy and fulfilled you are when you know deep inside you wish there was an opportunity to have more, to experience more, to see more. Those are mind games that we've been taught to play with ourselves to keep from freaking out because I'm giving it all, but I'm not getting anything in return. It's a mind game (laughs) to say I'm fulfilled. I need nothing. Okay, you might not need anything, but your children need things and they need to see you reciprocated, right? So it's time to take inventory. Here are three things to consider when you're getting ready to put yourself out for something or someone. When you're getting ready to invest in something or someone, here's a way to take inventory. Number one. Are they good for it? Is this person job speaking opportunity speaking opportunity or project worth the investment that I'm giving? Will there be a return here? Can they make an even exchange with me for what I give? If not, you need to reconsider because giving everything away for free is a bad investment. I know you may be fussing at me right now because you like to give to people who cannot give you a return on your investment. It can be a high. Like some people are really addicted to giving to the poor because it makes them feel good about themselves. (laughs) But even the Bible says that when we give to the poor, we're lending to God. What does that mean? That means you're going to get it back at some point. Why? Because it is against Everything in your nature to breathe out and never bring, never breathe back in. Even God knows that, right? It's against your nature to pour out and never take anything back in. Number two, do I have lanes of receiving open? So if I give to a job, a project, a relationship, I may not receive the full ROI. I may not receive the full return on investment from that outlet, but I have other outlets open so I can receive in another way, right? So I may give to a person and that person may not be able to give it back to me, but I have some other areas of life where I'm gonna get it back. So too often we give without creating these outlets or relationships where we can get a return on what we've been given. Um, I may be pouring everything I've got into my children who cannot give me a thing in return, right? Except for kisses and hugs, which I love. Uh, But what I give to them, I give to them, but I've got a group of friends who fill me up when we go out on the weekends, right? I'm not demanding 
that people pay me back or give me the same things I've given to them, but I've set up other outlets where I can get a return on what I put into it. So I may get a position, a job. I may start a business, right? Or let's just say we get a good job and I go into this job and there's no way that this job opportunity can pay me for what I'm going to put into it, but maybe they give me stock options, right? So there is an exchange for all of the work that I'm putting in. I'm getting something out, something reciprocal (laughs) that is worth me getting or, or giving myself in, right? So I've set up other outlets. I may, I may have to set up other outlets where I can get a return. Now, when it comes to my kids, eventually they'll grow up and, and they'll take care of me at some point. I might be pouring myself into a position as a caseworker, uh, but I have an investment on the side or I'm, I'm working on day trading so I can see a return somewhere. So many people have so much harvest stored up, but they haven't created any spaces to put it in. All right, number three, I'm going back to something that I stated before. I I asked you to ask yourself, am I worth it? Before you say a quick yes, have your actions follow that belief? Do your actions really say that you're worth getting a return on what you've been giving? Or do you cook the dinner, wash the clothes, clean the dishes, and never ask for help? Do you pay most of the bills, do most of the Uber driving for your children, work a full-time job, and still come home and cook and clean? Do you put in the extra hours and never really uh, go to HR and say, hey, I've got some overtime? Do you do all of the things that your clients need, take care of them well, and never send the bill (laughs) or do any collections? I know I'm messing with you, but I like it that way. Are you worth a return? And do you make the moves like you know that you're worth it? All right, I'm going to leave you alone soon, but not until I give you number four. When will you start to demand a return on the investments that you make on a daily basis? When will you start to demand a return on those investments? Now, this can happen whenever you're ready. I know sometimes it is very uncomfortable to start making demands when you haven't made any demands at all. So you got to, you know, you take it easy. We can, we can get into a session and talk about how exactly you can do this. But it's time for you to start making some demands because you've been investing. When you find spaces in your life that are not reciprocating what you're putting into it, then you know it's time to make some changes. It's okay to intentionally place your life in transition mode for these changes. Why? Because we're transitioning to more. And yes, queen, you deserve it. Hey, Queen, if you love listening to the Queen Things podcast, you're going to love your one-on-one coaching sessions with me, your friend and progress coach. We'll talk about and deal with whatever has you stuck and we'll get you into action to discover and fulfill purpose while building your legacy. Go to iqueenup.com and select work with LaShawn. I cannot wait to support you in your journey. We're going to get some tough work done 
And we're going to enjoy the progress in your life and the progress you'll see in your business as a result of queening up.